Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 88 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda, you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Sleepy Eye McGee with a stuffy nose. And you can find me on all social media platforms at Viva La Ethan. 88. Uh, this will be our Christmas episode and season finale. Yes. I think we've decided we're going to uh, take a break for the Christmas holidays, which is just one week, really. But we're also going to be right back uh, the very first of the year. So the next episode you hear will be the 2024 season. Yes. On the road to Coliseum in Daytona. Yes. Not, not very far away now. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. 88. Uh, who do you have to represent 88? Really simple. Um, 2008 Dale Earnhardt Jr. in that Amp Energy slash National Guard Chevrolet. Okay. There's so many 88s, like even in recent history. Yeah. Like, I mean, Buddy Baker drove the 88. I think he was the first stock car driver to go over 200 miles an hour. In the 88, in that Dodge Daytona, uh, Dale Jarrett driving the 88. Um, Ernie Irvin, when he come back, he drove the 88 from his injury, I think in 90, late 95 or 96, probably 90, 95. It was late 95. He drove the 88 Haviland car. Um, there's been a lot of them. I'm picking somebody local that... I grew up as a kid watching and actually modeled one of my dirt late models on um, my game after him. Uh, his name's Chuck Moore. He drove novice uh, super stock late models, all that kind of stuff. And a yellow number 88 with black numbers. So that's who I'm picking. Chuck Moore, local guy. Chuck Moore, baby. <laughs> yeah. I actually got the race against him once too. So I grew up watching them, and I got the race against them one time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. There's, there was two or three guys like that that I grew up watching, and they happened to be in the same race. You know, like, I think uh, I think Nathan Ingersoll was in one, uh, who I, I grew up watching, and also Danger Thomas was in one, and Chuck Moore. And I grew up, like I said, I was a kid watching all of those guys. At a local racetrack that's no longer around. It's now it's a subdivision. You know, doesn't that just make you mad? Yes. When 
a, a local racetrack you grew up with turns into a subdivision? Oh man. So I don't really have like, I don't have that experience. So my dirt track went from a nasty grimy, nobody wanted to go out there type of thing. And then, uh, the new owners who I kind of was talking to you about before, uh, we got on uh, recording, he actually got a hold of it, like the racetrack, and he's turned it into something completely. I think it's on the top 10 best dirt tracks in the country now. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. Like, we have World of Outlaws coming, we have big block modifieds and sprint cars, and it's it's a uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, this track that I'm talking about was there. Throughout my entire shop, my entire childhood, and before that, and then a developer built a kind of like a, a trailer subdivision. Mm. You know, it really—I won't call it a trailer park because it's really not. It's an upscale version of something like that. You know, it's like a subdivision. It's just you have a bunch of modular homes instead of you know concrete slab with homes. You know, what I mean, like yeah. they're not cookie cutters, cookie cutter homes like that. It's actually a community. So when people start moving in. What do they do? Wait, what do you what do you think they did when they moved in across the street from a dirt track? Uh immediately started petitioning. Yeah, they complained about the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh they had to close. <sighs> what? That's so stupid. Like, how yeah. do you not like okay, I'm gonna go get a house and I'm I I know it's gonna be right across the street from a dirt track. Yeah, or racetrack. I know that it comes with the territory, but I'm going to buy this house and then I'm going to complain about it anyways. When I mm-hmm. already, whatever. I feel for the people <laughs> that I just, I can't stand. Well, that's why Nashville's having such an issue with the fairgrounds track. Yeah. It's the same thing. That track's been there forever. And you got all these new people coming in saying, hey, we don't like this track. We need to get rid of it. No, no, you moved here. Yeah. This track's been here forever. Like NASCAR used to run on this track in like the 60s. Like we were here first, pal. Like get out of town. Oh, oh Lord. It usually isn't that way down here in the South, but this community turned into a little bit of an upscale community and they drove that racetrack out. Oh yeah. That's sickening. But most of the racetracks around here are kind of out in the middle of nowhere. That one just the community developed around it and it couldn't do anything about it. So you know. That is what it is. I never got the race on it, unfortunately, but I got the race uh, about 10 miles down the road. Yeah. At another track that was kind of, that kind of developed out of the spirit of that older track. Like a lot of, uh, that's the reason why a lot of the people that I used to watch, I wound up racing against one day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because everybody kind of was in that area. They just, you know, either brought their old cars that were maybe 15 years old, 15, 20 years old out of retirement. And actually probably wasn't even that old, maybe about 12 years old. I forget. Everything seems so different when you go back and look at it. But in reality, everything was kind of bunched together time wise. Yeah. Like I think when I was a kid in 96, it closed, but I actually started racing in 2004. Oh, wow. So the cars were not that old. Yeah. They used to race there. Not as old as they are in my mind. Cause one I'm a kid, the other I'm an adult and married, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, you know, when you go back and look at things, your time kind of gets swayed a little bit. But anyway, um, 
Did you get any feedback from last week's episode? The last one we did with the uh, the stories at the end of it and all that? Uh, Jody, Jody Mitchell. I believe Jody Mitchell, he... I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but he reached mm-hmm. out to me and he said, um, great show as always. A little morbid. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, they called it in the morbid with, with Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have really bad memory. What are we talking about? Uh, what story? Well, you, last week. Um, oh, the ghosts and stuff. Yeah, right? the ghosts. But then also I started the whole episode with the name Everest and Big Birth thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the morbid. Oh, it's so That's amazing. Yeah. I was wondering, I like, I have the worst memory ever. I'm pretty sure I have like Alzheimer's or something. Like I cannot remember nothing. I have to write it down. So when people like a couple of weeks after are like, oh, hey, you know, this, that, this, that, or whatever, not a couple of weeks, a couple of days, uh, I'm just sitting there like, I have literally no idea what you're talking about. So I just kind of have to like play it like, yeah, dude, of course. Like that was, you know, whatever. <laughs> So I needed a little help, a little refresher. Jody, um, he gives uh, feedback pretty much every week to me. Yeah, every week. And I, I appreciate that. There's not that many of them do that. Uh, some of them wait and do it on their shows. Some people uh, will just occasionally comment once in a while. Some people just listen, never say anything, which is fine. It's whatever you want to yeah. do. I appreciate the feedback and I hope you don't stop. 100%. You know? I might not be able to answer them promptly every single time because, you know, I am out in the middle of a field with no service and stuff sometimes, but I definitely do appreciate the feedback. And I like, uh, I like hearing people's thoughts on some things, especially when we go way off topic, like we did last week. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely Jody, keep it up. You're the man, everything like mm-hmm. that. So heck yeah, man. If you can't tell, I, I just woke up like less than an hour ago and I don't feel like I'm like, hoo yet. Do uh, you have to go to work tonight after after the show? Yeah. You do? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just come in. So we're we're crossing paths here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> it's so, dude, it's so weird to like wake up and then go outside and realize that like everyone's day is already done and yours is just now starting. Yeah. It's my wife oh. that way, I'm sure. It is. Yeah. It sucks, dude. She wakes up every day at 4.30 p.m. Yeah, that's right around where I do. Uh, tonight, I was trying to sleep as long as I possibly could because I stayed up a little bit earlier this this morning um, for absolutely nothing. I thought I was going to go make a trip to somewhere, but never happened. So I was like, well, that's cool. I could have went to bed right at 8 o'clock or something. But yeah, 4.30 is right around the time I wake up, too. Um, have you got anything planned for Christmas next week? Um, no, 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 nothing at all. No, hmm. I mean, we're going to open presents, you know, <laughs> but that's I got to work it. myself. So you have to work on Christmas. Yeah. Just pro- oh. Probably for about three hours. Oh, I got to do my, do my work and come home. Just quit. <laughs> well, most of us do. Most <laughs> of us do have to work on Christmas. Yeah. There's uh, it just it happens to fall on a day that I'm working. If it fell on a Thursday or it fell on a weekend, I was off, then it would be different. But that's not how it's falling this year. So, yeah, just, I I understand. It is normally yeah. normally I would have to work uh, Christmas nights since I'm on overnights. So we would have Christmas Day off, 
but the overnights we have to work Christmas night. But my uh, my days off are Sundays and Mondays every week. So uh, it just so happened to fall that Christmas Eve is on Sunday, Christmas is on Monday. So I have Christmas Eve, Christmas off, and then I have New Year's Eve and New Year's Day off. So I'm very excited about that. Cool deal. Yep. Um, I'm pretty much working straight through the whole thing. Oh, gosh. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Ooh, thoughts and prayers. All the way through it all. Yeah, well, so it is. Um, but yeah, there's some family stuff. Maybe we'll petition, uh, write a note to Santa, see if he'll come Christmas Eve. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that way the kids won't have to wait till 9 a.m. before I get home for the upper presents. Yeah. Because that's, I, I would start at 5 a.m. my job. Oh. Yeah. I can't start until after five. So I would just like start at five so I could hurry up and get done. And I actually, I don't think we could leave until everybody gets done too. So it might be later than that. So Oof. I would make them. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> get the anticipation going. Just drive, drive Nicole crazy. That'd be awesome. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure out what's going to happen. We'll see what Sam's willing to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any news? I do. I, Actually, we have quite a bit of news. Um, starting off, Joe Gibbs racing in the 2024 um, regarding their Xfinity series uh, for next year. They have four uh, uh, race cars next season. So two is going to be full-time, and two is going to be driven by part-time drivers. So uh, Sheldon Creed is going to be driving the number 18. Chandler Smith is going to be driving the 81. They did not bring back the 54. They are debuting the 81. Uh, Eric Almarola and John Hunter Nemechek will split driving duties for the number 20. And then the number 19 will be driven by Ryan Truex, William Salalich, Joe Graff Jr., and Taylor Gray. So it sounds like they're always going to have four cars running. Yes. Just going to be completely random drivers on two of them. Yep. <laughs> that's right all right uh i so there's something that i wanted to get your opinion on um freddie Kraft, who is the spotter for bubba wallace in the cup series uh he he said something that was very interesting that i i didn't know how you would have felt freddie Kraft said this sport is based off money over talent yeah yeah i would say so too yeah i mean that's why paul menard got a ride Exactly for so long too. Mm -hmm. That's why Danica was back so hard. Yeah, you know, she's she was the face of women's racing. You know because she had that GoDaddy money. Yeah, for so long. You know, so yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. You could be the most talented guy in the world, but if you know Bush comes in and says, "Hey, I I want I have money, but for this guy, can you give him a ride?" Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Really talented race car driver, you're fired. This mediocre guy's will come in. He's got money. Yeah. That's that's how it goes in the big time in the big leagues of NASCAR sport. The sport of auto racing in general. That's how it goes. It's unfortunate, but that's how it is. Yeah. I I agree. Um, yeah. I just wanted to see if you and I would agree on that, but sounds like we do. Um, Noah Gregson is going to race full time. In the NASCAR Cup Series for Stuart Haas Racing in the number 10. It's almost like we said that was going to happen. <laughs> right. 
A long time ago. A long time ago. I think we mm-hmm. said that. Like maybe a month after he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from the 42. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Good deal. I think uh, it was one of the worst kept secrets in NASCAR, honestly. Yeah. Well, and then especially when you go to the the shop and you get photographed at the shop and yeah i get it but uh no sponsors has been uh announced yet so kind of excited to see what sponsors i think uh wendy's is going to come back and i don't know if that's going to happen or not but it'd be cool to see mm-hmm. yeah so um i don't oh god i don't want to get into it because i hate joey logano but we have to talk about joey logano have you uh so I actually do have the video. Um, it's about a minute forty-one seconds, so bear with me, but I just want and like I watched this entire uh this entire video. Uh it's not out of context. This is exactly what he says. So just take a listen. Our fans are spoiled. And and I I and I love our race fans, and but think about other sports for a second. Think about it. When are you going to meet an NFL player? When is can you access an NFL player? Nope. Anytime, like three hours before a game? No. You can well, maybe if you're Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe for Taylor Swift. One exception. But you can meet me twenty minutes, ten minutes, five minutes before I get in the race car. You can take a picture with me. Like it's I am there, and all the other racers are the same thing. They all like we walked on a red carpet, and there is people on both sides of us, and all the drivers stop and sign autographs, or at least try their hardest to. Right? It's hard to get everybody, but you try your hardest to. Our that is the norm in in our sport. That doesn't happen in any other sport at all. So to say we're not accessible is wrong. That is not the case at all. We are very accessible, and when you think of uh, as race car drivers are staying in a motorhome now. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the race car drivers that I know and get to know, they are normal folk. Like there's no, like, I don't see, I mean, there's a couple of them that, that maybe live a little bigger lifestyles than, than others, but the majority, the majority of them are normal racers and they're really not any different than the racer that's racing on Saturday night. They just been doing it on a little bigger stage and yeah, they may have made a little bit more money. And and that you know it changes a little bit of their lifestyle here and there, but they're still racers at heart. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I absolutely have never liked Joey Logano, and like it's because of these reasons. Like, first off, let me just preference this by saying I have to really watch my tongue because I have nothing good to say about Joey Logano. Like at, I mean at all. I'm just you know. <sighs> First off, if you if you don't know what video I'm talking about, I will repost this on on X on my personal. Uh, first off, I just want to I just want to point out that his mouth looks like a sphincter. Um, but you know what's more like you know what's more uh, rare than a unicorn is Joey Logano actually you know confronting someone on pit road and not hiding behind his his pit crew maybe that's all he needs to do he sees someone with a with a camera 
walking up to him on pit road he just hides behind his pit crew because that's what he's ultimately good at because he'll go and push you and then he'll run around he'll run, ooh, ooh, you know like playing tag like a like a child i don't like joey logano i've you know i'm just i'm gonna be honest with you watching that video like watching you know him talk about this I'm just glad I wasn't in the same room because he just seems like the type of guy that his breath smells like burnt hair and orangutan pee. I'm I'm just I don't know. And like what really sucks about it is like the fans that he's talking about, like the fans. So I can almost guarantee you there's fans out there that absolutely are so passionate about NASCAR that they are struggling to, you know, put food in their house. And then, you know, struggling with bills and struggling with debt and stuff. But every time NASCAR comes to, to their area, they will make sure they find a way to get food in their house and then go to the NASCAR race. I can guarantee it. These fans who idolize these race car drivers are setting line, you know, paid a little extra to get down onto in, you know, in the infield. And they stand by these fences hoping to catch, you know, their favorite driver who's helped them through dark times like watching kyle bush race has saved my life in more times than i would like to admit so just getting a glimpse of your favorite drivers i'm so sorry oh joey i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you have to put up with the fans that are willing to buy your merchandise for some god-awful reason i'm sorry that's such a good problem to have you know I, I I can't get over the fact that these fans are just the fans that he's talking about are there to see their favorite driver. But I'm you know what? I'm sure there are some make-a-wish kids out there that would settle for a Joey Logano instead of a Kyle Bush or a Ross Chastain. I I don't know. I, you know I'm just I'm just gonna say as this, you know, we know he has kids and stuff. All I'm gonna say is that I bet Joey Logano will be that weird grandpa one day that attends Thanksgiving dinner with eyeshadow and a shirt that says I like suspicious meats. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, then. <laughs> I hate him. I absolutely hate him. Um, my problem with what he says is that, yeah, they're accessible, but they're only really right now accessible to people that pay a good, decent amount of money to, to have them be accessible to them. Right. And any complaints about it. Um, yeah, I remember the first few races I went to. You know the souvenir haulers outside of the racetrack, like the newer ones, the the ones for the current merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah. Usually Sunday mornings before race, the cup guys would come out there and sign autographs. They would there would be um and it would be prominent cup drivers. Like when I was a kid, there was like Kyle Petty come out, Dale Jarrett come out. You know, like prominent guys in like 95. Yeah, you know, to come out there and sign autographs and they would set up at their merchandise table at their their holler and there would be a line waiting on them and they say what time they're going to be there. They're going to be there for an hour between this time and this time. Usually it's like nine to 10 a.m. So they can hurry up and get back inside. You know, it's like eight thirty to nine thirty or nine thirty to ten thirty, something like that. And you pretty much had to choose which one you were going to see. But they were prominent drivers. You know, the only people that come out there for free nowadays is Xfinity drivers. I mean, that's it. Yeah. You never see cup drivers come out there and actually do autograph signings. You'll occasionally see them come up on like a Chevy stage and do like a Q&A, but they're not nowhere yeah. near the fans. 
You know, they're escorted in behind everybody. They come up on stage and they leave behind everybody so they can hurry up and get they get on their golf cart and they hurry up and get back to the infield. So they don't have to touch nobody. They don't have to sign no autographs. They don't have to talk to nobody, nothing. Yeah. Just in and out. The only way they're accessible is if you pay that heavy, heavy price for a pit pass. And I got to do the infield thing once at Talladega. I never saw a driver. I was even on pit road, but they blocked us off from the drivers. Yeah. Like I walked on the grass to the stage. You know, we, we had the kids sign up for the, uh, the walk where they, uh, the driver introductions. So we got to see all of them up close and personal. That's cool. No autographs, no one-on-one interactions, no pictures, no nothing like that. It's just, they're walking by and occasionally one of them would give a high five. I think it happened three times out of the 40, you know, 40 guys or so that come through. So, Um, but then when we walked back, we were on pit road, but they blocked us all off. You couldn't get access to the actual cars and drivers on pit road unless you had something special. See, that's exactly what happens at Kansas and Texas. When I went to Texas for the 2022 all-star, uh, Kansas is especially good at it. They will, uh, block off the grass. So let's say it's not raining. Uh, you could walk on the grass, but if, uh, they have it like, uh, what am I trying to say? Shielded off for like the logo, the main logo mm-hmm. in the graph. And I understand that. Yeah. And then they have like security at, uh, like, at, like every opening of pit road, like off of the, the infield. So like there, you can't just walk up to a driver like Joey is assuming. So all those people that are coming to Joey Logano five minutes before he straps in are VIPs. How do you how do you get a VIP pass? You have to know somebody. So this is not a NASCAR allowing fans. No, NASCAR does an amazing job letting fans as close as they possibly can get without getting that close. So Joey Logano is talking about, you know, he's upset with drivers or uh, people in the media or, you know, people just handing out VIPs. You got to know someone. So I might know like uh, my good friend, Dalton Good, big, big Kyle Bush fan. He's a big, uh, he uh, calls himself a, a celebrity on, on X uh, for being a Kyle Bush fan, whatever. He just announced today that he just got a job at RCR, uh, wrapping cars. So he's moving to Welcome North Carolina, and his first day at RCR is January 8th. So, like, if I wanted to, I could say, hey, Dalton, could I, could I get a VIP? And, you know, hypothetically, that could happen. So now it's like, no, 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 Joey, you're not mad at you know the fans. You're mad at your your peers and everybody that you work with in the industry for giving out these VIPs, and the VIP people are the ones coming up and bothering you. But I mean, what a oh man, you know, there's people out there that can't put food in their house. But like Joey Logano is all upset because he has to take a couple pictures right before he jumps into a race car with people that he that might idolize him for some god awful reason. So I've been to Talladega more times than I can count off the top of my head right now. Um, I've lost track of how many times I've been. Right. Maybe eight or ten, something like that. Um, been to Daytona 500 twice. I have literally gotten two autographs I can remember at Talladega. Um, I think my grandmother got one for me in 94 when she went. And that was a Hutt Strickland autograph. I remember... Um, I remember one time I was working the Aaron's tent. So I kind of did have 
some VIP-ish thing yeah. happening because I was an employee. Yeah. I, well, technically, my wife was the employee. I was helping out, but I was there. And I got David Rudiman and Michael Waltrip's autograph. Nice. On the same hat, which is really neat. Um, But even with an infield pass, between all the tracks I've been to, they're NASCAR tracks, Daytona Talladega, maybe 10 times total between two of them. I've gotten only those two autographs. That's it. They're not accessible. I don't know. Not for anybody that isn't VIP, like you said. Yeah. The most autographs I ever got in one place was at Five Flags Speedway during the SRX race when they lined them up on the front straightaway. Right. That was the most I'd ever gotten. I mean, that's the first time I'd ever gotten Bobby Labonte's autograph or Bill Elliott's autograph. And they just happened to be there. You know, I had been watching them since I was a little kid. You know, some of them were racing before I was born. Yeah. And this is the first time I've ever met them in person to get an autograph from them. I mean, they're not accessible. I don't care what they say, what Joey Logano is talking about. They're not accessible. Not like they used to be anyway. Maybe at one point they were. They would actually go out of their way to the fans. That's why there's so many Richard Petty autographs floating around. He is accessible. You know, you can go up to him anytime you see him. Anytime, anywhere. If you see him anywhere, he will sign something for you. Because he said he never turned down an autograph because those are the reasons. That's the reason why people, well, he has a job. Right. The people come to see him. That's why he makes his autograph look so good. That's why he worked on it so much. That's why, you know, maybe his autograph isn't worth hardly anything because he signed so many of them, but he's accessible. You know, and that's something that you just don't, you definitely don't get that from the current, current crop of drivers. I, which I don't, I feel like I'd be the opposite of that, but yeah. Like if I ever like even if uh, so, let's say I'm a big NASCAR, big NASCAR guy. Which by the way, I started NASCAR Heat Four again, and I've worked my way all the way up to Cup Series, which I am driving the number eighty eight uh, <laughs> nationwide. So I could have said myself on this uh, episode, but you know, like if I was in that moment and I was Cup driver and I'm winning races and I, you know I'm a Kyle Busch or whatever, you know Joey Logano type. Well, I would never be a Joey Logano, but you know if I had like a, a following. Man, I would go out of my way to go make sure that they're happy and they're satisfied. And they, you know, I, I take pictures with absolutely everybody and I sign as much as I possibly can. I understand that, like, you have uh, sponsorship negotiations, or not negotiations, but uh, commitments that you have to go and do on race day and stuff like that. But, like, if I have a spare 30 minutes, I'm not going to just, you know, I'm going to go and interact with my fans and stuff and I, I don't know i just i don't know how joey Logano has any fans i don't think he actually does i think everybody just feels really bad for him but like i i don't like the way that he's ever since he's got this fake hair man like i don't know i think he's getting a little too big for his britches i don't know <laughs> you know he's a two-time nascar cup series champion he can do what he wants he can say what he wants he will never have to worry about you know, oh man, Pennzoil is leaving, and now Pinsky doesn't want me or anything. Like he's always going to have job security in NASCAR, one hundred percent. He's unfortunately he's we're stuck with him, but my God, he makes it so he makes it so fun to hate him, and I do, I do my best, and I love it. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I hate Joey. <laughs> I want to punch him square in the face. <laughs>
<laughs> maybe, maybe that's what he needs. You know, good humility. Like maybe somebody needs to kick him in the, you know, in the marbles, you know, like, I don't know. I just can't stand him. Um, is there any more news? Uh, fantasy cup news. We have a little okay. bit of fantasy cup news. You want to go on to that first before we take a break? You want to take a break and come back to it? Let's take a break and then we'll come back to it. All right. That'll work. So we're going to take a quick little break. Here's some uh, commercials from our podcast friends. Uh, going to invite you to go to skinnymixes.com as well. Plenty of stuff for the fall and winter. Fall is getting clearanced out. Winter, if it's not being clearanced out right now, it will be soon. All different flavors for coffees and also some uh, water enhancers and alcoholic beverage mixers. All of them is going to be sugar-free, keto, that kind of healthier lifestyle choices for you. And um, I can vouch for them. They're extremely good. I use them every day, two or three times a day, honestly. And if you use code MARBLES at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. So go check it out, skinnymixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. All right, so let's talk 2024 in the Marvel's Fantasy Cup. Yeah. Dude, oh, I'm so excited. The Husky. Heartthrob, Barry. I almost, oh wow, I almost messed that up. The Husky Heartthrob, Barry Frost, is in the marbles for 2024 Fantasy Cup. I am so excited. Had to twist his arm a little bit on on Twitter and uh, Snapchat, but uh, he he told me he's like, fine, I'll do it. That I'm I'm not gonna feel bad wiping the floor with everybody. And I said, pal, that's what we're here for, you know. So Husky Heartthrob Barry Frost is in the marbles. And so is. Do you want to announce it? Uh sure. My my brother's coming along too. Uh his name's Benji. So he's coming along. And how what does that what does that make now? How many participants does that make with my um, brother coming along too? We are at 27. 
technically. Okay. We have I reached out to someone else, Jordan Cassat kind of told me about. Um, so he's kind of I haven't got a response from him yet. So I'm kind of waiting on that. But we should be if he if he goes ahead and does it, we'll be at 28. Okay. So possibly only two entries left for 2024, correct? Because you wanted to cap it at 30, right? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. No, so I'm sorry. That would be three. So Benji is 26, Barry Frost is 25, okay. and then it could be 27. So we have three more spots. Okay. It's coming along, man. Yeah, very. And uh, I <laughs> uh, updated the folder. Like, I'm actually going to go to the public library and like actually make a grid where it says Daytona, uh, Atlanta. You know, like all the races, off weeks, uh, everything like that. Print them off. So, two pages times thirty. That's a lot. That's like fifteen bucks at the public library just to print off all these papers. But I'm I'm going to do it. I'm very excited. Uh, I hopefully I'll get that done. Well, it'll have to be after the New Year's now. So, um, yeah, so we have three more spots. So if you want in, all you got to do is show up. Um, Haven't really decided about a championship belt yet. Haven't really, haven't looked too much into that, honestly, because we've got a couple of people saying that they're on, on in on it, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, but a trophy, a championship trophy is definitely happening again this year. And weekly prizes, uh, not weekly, but uh, occasional prizes. Or if you uh, win the race, you'll yeah. get entered into a drawing to win the prize for the week. If you're the only one that wins, you will get the prize for the week. Um, not every race is going to have a prize. Mainly, it's going to be the big ones. And some points are going to be double, or some races are going to be double points as well. All the super speedways, the four super speedways, not Atlanta. That doesn't count. The four wild car races, the super speedways, Daytona and Talladega, they're going to be double points. And that means right off the bat, right off the bat, very first race, uh, you could have an extremely large lead or you could be in a very, very big deficit. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I am wicked, <laughs> just wickedly excited about all this. Um, 100%, dude. This, uh, You know, yeah, we haven't decided on a, a championship belt yet just because there's, you know, we have the Drew. You and I are okay with it. Um, John Brown told me that he's okay with it. Like, that's five out of 26 people, 27 people. Yeah, and it, it's really something that requires cooperation with everybody. Yeah. Because as soon as somebody wins it, they'll be responsible for mailing it off the next year. Right. You know, because it's be one belt held for a year. Or for yeah. however long you keep winning the championships, you know. So, I don't know. If you hear this, more people need to let us know that they would be willing to do that. Yeah. We have a full season to get this made. You know, so, like, I probably won't even order the championship trophy until, like, March or April. Yeah. You know, so, because it normally don't take that long to make those. It takes, like, six to eight weeks. Yeah. To make the trophy, you know, so... I probably won't even order that until, you know, sometime late March. Yeah. So if you want the championship belt and you're listening, press pause. Let us know. You can either call us, text us. Don't call me. Don't call me. I, I don't like <laughs> I don't like talking on the phone. I, I'll I, I will respond to your text 
I will not answer your phone call. Um, just don't. I don't know. I'm weird about that. Like drive-throughs, I'm really I suck at drive-throughs because I have to see the person that I'm talking to, and I I struggle so much. Anyways, but like press pause. Go. You can even post it in the fancy in the Facebook fancy uh, fancy cup Facebook group. What am I trying to say? My God. Um, you know, send us a message. Let us know, and then unpause and listen to the rest of the show. Or you can DM each of us on Twitter or the show account on Twitter, uh, message us on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Just like Joey Logano, we are uh, easily accessible. <laughs> yeah. Without the premium prices. No yes. pit passes required. We actually enjoy talking to you. And if you were here, we would take pictures with you. And we if would. If we ever did a Patreon, we call it the pit pass. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't even know what we would do for a Patreon, but if we ever did a Patreon, it'd be the pit pass. You know what I would, you know what's a good Patreon? Just give me a good book and just try to follow along to me actually trying to read. Well, you're going to audio. Yeah. Like record some books or now get this. We could do a segment on the Patreon called what is the sound? Here's the first one. Soda. What's the sound? What's that sound? Did you hear it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's my tongue, bro. <laughs> um, see, I, I don't. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, people would pay to hear that. Oh yeah, forget Patreon, OnlyFans. Here, here we come. <laughs> okay. So Christmas, Christmas is upon us. Um, what are some of your favorite Christmas memories? And remember, we have um, a game I want to play, and then uh, you are opening your present. So yes, uh, it's not even a Christmas present; it's supposed to be a birthday present. Yes, but we're gonna consider. Work with me, Soda. <laughs> Work with me. It's a three-month-old birthday present. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, favorite Christmas memories. Um, if if I try to keep it racing related, you don't have to. Um, well, if if I try, one Christmas in uh, two thousand seven, I got the the present of going to Talladega Super Speedway and driving the NASCAR. Oh, there you go. So. That's got to be up there because <laughs> it happened in February 20, uh, 20, uh, not 20, 2008. So that would have been the 2007 Christmas. If, if I'm trying to keep it racing. Um, another one, probably the, the biggest moment uh, for me with Christmas wise would be uh, 2021. We gave uh, the kids a Christmas gift to Disney World. Oh, nice. Like, they opened it Christmas morning, and they said, guess what? You guys are already packed. We're leaving tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. So, yeah, we went over to her family and did a little small thing uh, over there, like a lunch, a Christmas lunch. Yeah. And after that, we loaded the car up and went to Orlando. I wish you were my dad. <laughs> 
god dang don't don't call me daddy please <laughs> i wasn't planning on it but now i feel like everyone all the listeners are just expecting it daddy soda yeah <laughs> daddy soda <laughs> that's man that's wild that's awesome you know um yeah give me some of your christmas memories what do you think uh one year i got a pair of socks <laughs> they were white with red around the top no i'm just kidding um christmas was always like a massive massive deal for us like and you know of course being younger you just you were in it for the presents and stuff not the actual reason why we celebrate christmas the older mm. i the older i get the more i would like to think wiser i get um the more i the more i start to understand the whole purpose of christmas and like i love christmas like i love the the reason behind it i love the reason why the real reason why we celebrate um you know the whole thing and i love giving out gifts especially when they you know take three months to to get to you so um i don't know like growing up we i always knew christmas was going to be a lot of wrestling figures and a lot of die cast cars um and i say a lot i'm talking maybe four um so i would always be way more excited about the die cast cars just because like they were diecast cars. Like I've diecast cars to me is like drugs. Like I love it. I get so giddy when I when I get a new diecast car. I'm like, God dang, man, this is amazing. Um, so I remember Christmas. It had to be Christmas of 20, 2008. Uh, I got the we. I don't know. My my parents have always been Toyotas. Uh, you know, Toyota. They've always been Toyotas. They've always been Toyota people. So we went to Kansas City and we were I and they were looking for a new vehicle or something and they had a Kyle Bush diecast 124 scale um in this display case and I saw it I was like my god I want that so bad I I, I mean I just kind of thought it was a, like a trophy case type thing well somehow my parents were able to buy it from the Toyota dealership and that was like the big the big present and i don't rem- i don't know why that one in particular sticks out to me but i i don't know it just it's always like and then there's this one thing that we always do um that i started when i was pretty young the polar express the movie is my all-time favorite christmas movie i can mm-hmm. you cannot like don't even try to convince me otherwise because it's not happening but the only time i can watch it is christmas eve night that is like when it actually takes place. Yeah. Like I can't watch it Christmas day. I can't watch it a week before Christmas or a week after Christmas. I cannot do it. It only has to be Christmas Eve night. So we're planning on doing that. They don't know that yet, but we're going to, I'm really excited about that. So yeah, it should be a pretty decent Christmas. I think. Well, if you're ever in uh, South Alabama, I'll put it on in 3d for you. I don't know what, I don't even know what you just said, but that sounds amazing. I put it. I have the 3D Blu-ray, a Polar Express. Do you have to wear glasses? Yeah, you wear the. Um, it's like the movie theater 3D. It's the. Oh. It's the really lightweight glasses that are clear. That um. Oh shoot! I even have like, uh, 3D lenses. I think that cap oh. over a regular pair of glasses. Yes. You know, so I have the 3D TV, 3D Blu-ray player, and the Polar Express in 3D. Oh my so gosh. I'll put it on. 
If you're ever down this way. Screw work. I'm on my way, pal. <laughs> that's all I want in my life. To watch that movie in 3D. Golly, that would be awesome. There's a few of them that are uh, really, really good in 3D. That's one of the best. Yeah. Like Avatar is really, really good in 3D. Uh, Titanic actually looks amazing in 3D, but that's James Cameron. He's going to, if he's going to convert something to 3D, it's going to look amazing. Yeah. And Polar Express and Scrooge, uh, the, the the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. The same director, I think, that directed both of those and Beowulf. Do you remember Beowulf? I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's, it's the similar style where it has those CG photorealistic people, but there's something a little off with them. Yeah. You know, that uncanny valley kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, that movie's really good in 3D, but they never released it in in 3D Blu-ray, which is a crime. That was the first 3D movie I saw like that, and it was amazing. But, yeah, there's a few of those movies that are really good in 3D, and Polar Express is one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, to really, I know we're on the topic of Christmas. I, this is my fault. I totally forgot. We had a question from Ryan or Ryan, um, Billy for the fantasy cup stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, really fast to kind of switch, switch gears there for a second, uh, to go back to fantasy cup. Billy wants to know if there's any way that fantasy participants are able to pick one driver all season. No, no, <laughs> we're not even we're not even gonna put it on the table. No, no. Okay. Well, there Can't you go. Do it. Otherwise, it'll just be that guy's season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, which, which, if you would have like I, you know, I chose different drivers every week last year um, or last season, and I only had one win. And if I would have just picked Kyle Busch all season, I would have got three wins, but I still wouldn't have won a championship. So like it's. You know, I like the idea, but then at, at the same time, it's like then so many people would just gravitate towards the Kyle Larson's and the Chase Elliott. So I wasn't a huge fan of that idea, but it was kind of like a pick your poison. You know, I mean, you could pick Brian Blaney for all for every single race if you wanted to, but you're riding and dying with him. So like if he had a really terrible, crappy one season, you know, one one win season or a zero win season. You're, why wouldn't you want to have a little bit more opportunity to get more wins and more points? But okay. Well, also, you got to think like Ryan Blaney won a championship. That's cool. Picking him might not have won the championship in our league. Exactly. Yeah. There's no playoffs in our league. It's straight points. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, William Byron would have won a championship. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like it's either William Byron or, oh, it was somebody else that was really, really close to, but I believe it was William Byron that would have, that had the most points throughout the year. Yeah. So if you would have picked him, then he would have won the championship in our fantasy cup. Oh, 100%. But, you know, so it's two completely different, you know, disciplines right there. Yeah. So, no, I think to make it more fun, to make it more interesting, because you have to kind of three per three uh, per driver is not. It's not as tough as it was when me and you were doing two. Yeah, because there's only forty guys, and realistically, only maybe fifteen that have a legit chance to win a race every year. Yeah, so 
when you're talking about three per driver, you really only have to pick what 12 different drivers. Uh, you know, and honestly, like I mentioned it a couple weeks ago or whatever, that I already pre-selected all my drivers for the 2024 season. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm looking at it right now. I have heavy hitters for pretty much every single race for the season, except for, you know, maybe one or two one-offs where I picked someone that doesn't necessarily drive in Cup Series all the time you know, possibly for the Chicago street course, you know, type of situation yeah. there. It, that's the kind of driver you would pick for a road course or right. uh Daytona Talladega. But I mean, I, I mean, I've idolized, I idolized, I've utilized um majority of every single driver and I still have some really good picks left. So if you just, you know, sat down and just kind of think about who, who you want for what race and stuff like, I mean, it's, it shouldn't be that bad. Um, my strategy last year, which I think worked towards the very end of the year, unfortunately, I just had some bad luck right where the chase was starting or the playoffs were starting, maybe about five or six races before. Yeah. Um, my strategy last year was to keep some of the people I felt like were going to be in the playoffs, especially the final four towards the end of the year, because I felt like that's when they would come on the strongest. Yeah. It worked with Ryan Blaney and Kyle Larson. But it did not work with Chase Elliott. You know, because yeah. I didn't use any Chase Elliott picks. And I still had Chase Elliott picks left on the table when the season was over. Right. You know, I think I still had Joe Logano picks left on the table because he didn't do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, you can get it done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You can get it done. Just pick a three per. And I don't know how serious he was either. It kind of felt like he was like, what if I just pick Blaine all year long? Yeah, yeah, I know. This is like the <laughs> third time he's mentioned it to me, and I was I, the other two times I've completely forgot to ask you. Um, but no, yeah. you got to yeah. pick only three per driver. Yeah, so I mean, it's a good idea, you know. <laughs> and I think he was more, and like even Jessica kind of brought it up to me. She's like, "What about the people that don't necessarily watch NASCAR?" She does not watch NASCAR. He, she doesn't even listen to this podcast. So, um, you know, for her, if she would be like, "Hey, I want to go with," um, uh, I don't. Why can't I think of any single person? Um, Chase Elliott. So she's like, why can't I just pick Chase Elliott all season long so I don't have to worry about, you know, um, accidentally. I have so much stuff going on right now. <laughs> so I'm, I don't know, but you know what I mean. Like I think uh, the way we have it with three three picks per drivers is a good way to keep it. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to go more than that because it kind of it takes away some of the um, the ability, yeah, of some of the people that might know or might pay attention. But it also only only having to pick three per driver it leaves because most people, if they're watching any racing at all, they can name ten to twelve drivers. Yeah, I mean, it just run down the playoff drivers from last year. Yeah, and fantasy driver, uh, fantasy participants, if you're listening, um, I will give you guys a chart of all the drivers who are in the Cup Series all season. So it, you can keep it, you can copy and paste it to your notes app or your memos or whatever you keep, you know, information, uh, and then just every single week, just replace that three with a two. 
indicating that you only have two more chances to uh, use that driver and just keep track of who you, you know, and then I do that as well. So um, I do what's called pre-race inspection where I'll, I will put everyone's pick in before the race. And then I will double check as I'm going to make sure that you're not picking someone for a fourth or a fifth time. Uh, and then I will automatically say, Oh no, 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 you have to, like I'm on it. Like I promise you last year was a little bit weird because it was the first time doing all this with more, more than just two people. Uh, this year I, I've kind of learned what I did wrong last season and I'm, I'm putting all that. I'm going to be on top of it. Like I will definitely guarantee you, I will keep track of everyone's stuff. So all you have to remember is to just pick a driver every Thursday. Cool deal. Um, you want to play a game yes. before we got it here, right? Yes, I do. So I I'm, don't know anything about this, so go ahead. Okay, so I need some words from you. So um, I'm going to say something and then just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, <clears throat> Christmas weather forecast. Rain. Rain. That's how it usually is down here. There's no snow. It's just rain. Okay. Racetrack town. Talladega. Talladega. Okay. Number 53 teammate. So anyone that worked on your race car with you? Uh, Nicole. Nicole. She was a great chief. Brave. Christmas place. Christmas place. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, Christmas in New York or Bethlehem or whatever place that kind of has to do with Christmas. Or Dixie. Well, I'm sorry? Dixie. Dixie? Like the Alabama song, Christmas and Dixie. Dixie. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> adjective. Um, playful. Playful. I don't know. That's um, going to be weird. I thought an adjective is something that you put on pizza. But I was thinking of anchovy. Which, why would you put that on pizza? That's disgusting. Um, here's a difficult one. Difficult one. Christmas sound. Uh, ring. Ring? Yeah, All right. bell. Okay. Ringing. Okay. One of Santa's reindeer. Rudolph. I never... Rudolph. Oh. Tell you what, he's not really one of Santa's reindeer anyway. That's just a Christmas song. Uh, do Prancer. Prancer. Sorry, Rudolph. You got the X on that one. He's not a real reindeer. He's just a movie. Prancer, you said? It's eight reindeer. Yeah, Prancer. I don't know how to spell that one either. Um, I put it. P R A N C E R. Oh, Jesus. I spelled it with a Z. What am I doing? Um, okay. A made up Christmas word. Huh? A made up Christmas word? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, like an actual Christmas word that's not a real word? Um, like a you just make up a word that... You know what? Like Yuletide. I don't think Yuletide is a real word. Yuletide? Yeah. What's... what's okay. Yule... Exactly. Can you tell me what a Yuletide is? You, were, you know what? Perfect. Okay. So we have Rain, Talladega, Nicole, Dixie, Playful, Ring, Prancer, and Yuletide. So what I need you to do is utilize all those words in a Christmas 
story. Um, no, this is where you make the story. No, no, no. It's based on yeah. I, I played this game. Don't be pushing it off of me. <laughs> no, this is like I just watched a uh, like a video with Kyle Larson doing Mad Lib, and they made him come up with the words and then use it all in a story. Well, was I supposed to be writing this down? No, I did. I wrote it down. I don't have my words. So are you ready? Do you want me to tell them to you? Gosh, uh, I didn't know I was going to do improv. I know. There's a reason I didn't tell you this. (laughs) All right. What did I say? Um, Rain, Talladega, Nicole, uh, Dixie, Dixie. Play. You know, that used to be the name of my uh, my dog, Dixie. Yeah. I had a dog a long time ago named Dixie. Um, got after Dixie Prancer was playful. And Yuletide. And Ring. Oh, and Ring, yeah. Um, Let's see. I don't know about story, but I can come up with something. Okay. Well, you you can rap to get, if you want to. I'm not written. No, no, you do not <laughs> want to hear that. You want to sing a song? No. Instead or? Okay. <laughs> Your tide's throwing me. I, <laughs> I was hoping it would. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't even really know what Your Tide is. That's why I think it's making. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in the, like in that case, you can make it up. So you can be like I looked out on Christmas Eve night and I saw nothing but Yule Tide in the yard, you know, or something like that. I'm and so, it doesn't have to be in this order? No, no, no. It no no particular order, just as long as it has those words in, in your little story or paragraph that right. <laughs> One morning I woke up to rain, but yeah. Nicole and I were supposed to go to Talladega that weekend. Yeah. So we took Dixie, which is my dog. It was a really playful English bulldog. We took her up to Talladega. Hmm. Now you're starting to get the Christmas junk in here. <laughs> yeah. It so, rained out the race, mm-hmm. but on the way back, we saw a Christmas store. That's a 365-day Christmas store, which they do have. And I'll tell you what, we went to Gatlinburg after Talladega. That's not that far away from Talladega because it rained out the weekend. So we're going to take some time and have a weekend in Gatlinburg. We went to a Christmas store, ye old Christmas shop, where we saw all the, the reindeer pulling Santa sleigh, including Prancer and everybody. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzer. You couldn't name them all like that. They were pulling the sleigh, a big display up in the uh, roof of the shop. It's a real thing. If you've been to Gatlinburg, you know what I'm talking about. The door rained as we went in, and it rained as we went out. Somebody hollered, you'll tie at me, but I know he actually meant roll tide because I was wearing my Alabama shirt. There. Did you get playful? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> okay. I did. Okay. Because I had a playful English bulldog named Dixie. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of where I was going too, because I, I was sitting there in my mind and I was trying to talk and come up with something in the you know at the same time. And we kind of had the first start like this. That's so stupid. I, I did that awful. That's so stupid. No, it's cool. So like <laughs> what I would come up with. So using your same answers, I'll come up with one. Um Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I had some personal stuff in there. Yeah. So <laughs> gonna be awkward how do i get nicole in there um okay <laughs> okay so um it doesn't have to be nicole it can just be somebody named nicole okay that's true yeah but i think everyone has in their mind your wife nicole so now like <laughs> i i can't get nicole out of my mind so um it's really gonna sound a lot like yours actually so i should have came up with a story but I, um let's see why you know I didn't even have to do this. Why did I say that I would do this? this I don't know. I wasn't expecting you to do it. Once upon a time in a small town near Talladega, it started uh it, we woke Tal- up Talladega is a small town. <laughs> oh a smaller okay. town near Tal- near a small town. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there. I don't know. Okay. It's it's, it's a once rest upon a- it's a rest stop. <laughs> Once upon a time, um, in a small town called Talladega, I was visiting a good friend, Nicole, and her dog, Dixie, who was very playful. And when she would play, you would hear the ring of her collar. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, it had rained the night before so hard that we were unsure if we were going to have our Yuletide Christmas, but thank goodness Prancer was there to save the day. Boom. I'd, I'd never want to do that again. God, you, you brought it up. <laughs> that was stupid. God, that was annoying. Whose line is it anyway? We are not. My goodness. Okay, so this is the big part of the show. Everyone's been waiting. I have been waiting three. No, I've been. Uh, I actually had this started back in like early June, like real close to like May, June, like June first type thing. And you finally got it. I told this person. I said I need this done by your birthday, which was what September. For, uh, oh, God, 24th. 24th. Oh, I was going to say that. Dang it. So he said, no problem. It should be done by then. It was not. And now here we are, a w- less than a week away from Christmas, and you finally got it in hand. So go ahead and open your present. I want to know your raw reaction. All right. So I got it here in my lap here, cutting it open. No video, sorry. Yeah, no videos, unfortunately. I'm really excited about this. Hope I don't catch anything important. Don's custom diecast. <gasps> it's a custom diecast. That's what the sticker says. Wow. Oh my gosh. Look at that. That's our car. That's our. <laughs> well, I'm going to open this all up. Yeah. I hope I don't destroy the box, but 
guess it don't matter. I'm not selling this or anything. Look at that. That's our show car. Yeah. And on, on an X-Gen body. Yep. So with the gold 53, the Davy Allison paint job, all the decals. Now, if you look on the hood. Yeah. If you look closely, um, the Goodyear, it does say our year. Yeah, it does. NASCAR, or it says fast car cup series. Mm -hmm. All the little minor details. So for everyone listening, uh, Soda worked endlessly uh, on the the logo of our podcast before we even started doing the podcast. And he came up with this uh, Davey Allison uh, inspired paint scheme on the new gym with the 53, which is his number. Um, you can see every time you look up our show, you can, it's profile pictures and stuff like that, that, that race car. So I went to my friend Don and I said, this is what I want. And he said, no problem. There's a, you know, a couple app, uh, paint app or wrap applications that kind of, I noticed that I was not very super thrilled about, but I mean, for what it's worth, man, it was, uh, he just pretty much took that race car from our logo and put it in, in your, in your hand as a 124 scale diecast car. I, I see what you're talking about. There's a couple of times, a couple of things here where the, uh, the, the darker paint kind of comes through the lighter decals that were put on it. I get it, but man, that is awesome, dude. That I wouldn't even have known where to get that done. If I could sell everybody 164 scales of this for 20 bucks, I, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Cause I feel like, it would it would have to cost like 20 bucks yeah each to do something like this like in 164 scale even even that yeah like if i can make them and sell them like this i would do it in a heartbeat yeah this looks excellent man yeah i'm uh very very excited i it was funny because nicole sent me a message because like for the last three or four months i've been saying oh you know lionel racing and then i would say oh gosh i didn't mean to say that make i was trying to like kind of I want you knew it was going to be a diecast, but I wanted you to think it was going to be something from Lionel, so you would be not suspicious of what it actually was. I have kept this a secret for since June, and it's been miserable. It's been tough. I all I wanted to t say was, "Oh, your diecast, you know, our diecast car is almost made," um, but I have kept it so quiet. Like I have not told very many people at all. I think Drew Vinsel knew about it. Uh, when I got that car sent to me, I looked at it. Obviously, I made sure it was it looked okay. I sent a Snapchat to uh, some. I think uh, Drew was one. I want to say uh, Ryan Bollinger, Ty Bill Bollinger. Um, there's just a couple people like that knew about it, and Jessica was like, "Wow, that is." That's pretty cool. So, um, my I actually got me, uh, one for myself, and that should be here mid January. So I was like, oh, you know what? Because at first I was like, dude, I am not sending this to Soda. Like, I want it. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I mean, it's his birthday present slash. Now it could be considered a Christmas present. So I was like, well, let's just reluctantly send it to Soda. <laughs> I was gonna make you wait until January for it. <laughs> I'm also trying to figure out what diecast originally this was before it was customized. Oh gosh. Um, I don't I, think I ever, can't even, I don't think he told me um, I'd have to go back and, and see, but I, what I was hoping he was going to use was there's a, um, Ky, uh, Primer one? like a Kyle Larson, um, 
it's like an all white. It's like a throwback. It's like yeah, white. it had to be like an all white one to to come off right, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, for what it is, I'm happy that it's kind of just. I'm happy that it's uh, we got it, and you know, we can celebrate our podcast now forever. This is this is really cool, man. Yeah, I'm glad that you dig it's, it. Man. Uh, yeah, I dig it a lot. That's awesome. If I ever do anything on video. This is going to be like displayed and like if I ever get a video set up yeah, for any type of vlog or anything like that, this would definitely, this would be displayed prominently in the background of it. That's awesome. Yeah. This I, is so you, cool. You know, and like I was going to make this like the soda hunter appreciation episode and stuff. And uh, whenever I, I gave you that, the, the, the die cast open, it was going to be like the soda appreciation episode, but man, there's so many things that you do. For this podcast, there's so many things that you do for me personally that that not a lot of people know about it, and you're so humble about it. And like soda, soda's soda's never gonna be the one that that will, you know, say this about himself. But he's the one that's editing. He's the one that's setting up, you know, schedules and stuff. Like, hey, does this day work for this day or whatever? He's the one that's you know hard at work. He's the one that made the all the uh, t-shirt designs. He's the one that made all three of our logos that not a lot of people know that we have more than one logo. Uh, you made three of them, which some of them are, well, are two. Okay. Well, two of them is a cheat because it's the same logo. I just put different words. Yeah. But, but still, I mean this, hopefully this is a token of my appreciation of showing you how much I appreciate you and how much, I know like even financially, like I haven't been able to help with the the podcast monthly fees and stuff. And you've been able to cover all that. And even back when we first started, um, like when we started this episode, when we did uh, the pilot episode and, and episode one, my life was great. And then episode two, it wasn't. And it's been like that ever since. So like, you know, financially and uh, occupationally, you know, em- emotionally and spiritually, like I've, 2022 was the worst year of my entire existence. And I had to go spend a couple, I had to go spend some time getting help, like professional help. And I immediately texted soda and this is back like episode two. And I said, Oh man, I have to go, I have to go away for a little while. And and soda without zero hesitation said, you just go do what you need to do. And the podcast will be here when you get back. Thankfully I wasn't gone for very long. But it was, you know, moments like that, that I was, I mean, dude, you have had so many opportunities to either, you know what, this podcast isn't what I was hoping it would be. Um, you know, maybe I need to look for a new co-host or whatever. You've had several times to dump me and you haven't. Um, like episode 24, I missed that because I had no electricity in my house. And so to, we, you know, you brought your, your uh, boys on and dude it was you've had several reasons to not continue this podcast but you kept on doing it with me you've never once made me feel like financially i was a burden you've never once you know made me feel like anything less than what i am and i'm really really extremely appreciative of you and i think everyone listening is also appreciative of you or they should be I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was playing with a red flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, and the well, that that I, I, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, that diecast is an elite, uh, but he mm-hmm. did not. He kind of covered. He had to cover the holes in the roof with the logos and stuff. And yeah, it I just would Yeah, I was actually looking for that because you've taught me that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I understand that completely. They, you don't. You you uh, I appreciate all of that. The last thing I ever need is you to come through and say, I mean, really, you don't even have to say anything. You know, we ran together. We've been at this for 88 episodes now, which is insane to think about. Um, Starting 2024 on the next one. This is a good way to end it. Yeah. In the year right here. Uh, not in the podcast, but in the year. Um this is a really this is really cool, dude. This this shows a lot of thought, a lot of effort. And honestly, I probably wouldn't even have thought of this. I wouldn't even have known where to go to get this, you know? Yeah. And I appreciate this. And I appreciate you, man. Oh. I oh. I'm going to cry, but heck yeah, man. I, I, I am taking this off the base though. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It is not staying on this. This is going to be free rolling right here. I'm not going to race it down the hall. So don't, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck yeah. Uh, Nicole's known about this for like a month and a half now. Cause she messaged me on Facebook and she was like, Hey, you know, Kevin keeps on telling, sorry, Soda keeps on saying, um, Kefe, who's Kefe? Kevin? I don't know, yeah. like Kevin. Kevin, who's Kevin? Kevin, um, don't, so- look, Christmas is a hard time for me. <laughs> yeah, that that movie ruined my childhood. Oh, I bet 90, 92 that's when it came out, or like 90, I think 90 yeah. or 92. I think Home Alone 2 came out in 92. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was seven. <laughs> that movie ruined my childhood. <laughs> yeah. So um Nicole was like, hey, you know, I'm gonna well, I don't want to say that part, but um she was just in what, what am I trying to say? Inquiring inquiring inquiring? Inquiring. Inquiring. <laughs> I was gonna get there one day. Uh inquiring about some Christmas gifts and stuff. And she she was like, you know, I don't want to accidentally get the same one that you got him. And I was like, Oh, trust me. You're not, <laughs> you won't, but, uh, I didn't, I don't know. I was like, I can always trust Nicole that she ain't going to tell you something. You know what I mean? Like, cause I sent her the, the progress pictures and everything. I was like, this is what we got going on. And she was like, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so she's known about it for a while. Um, did I tell you that she wound up getting me another die cast for Christmas or did she tell you? Uh, uh-uh. uh, you know about the Ross Chastain? Uh, the autographed helmet. Mm-hmm. Yes. She wound up getting me the Richard Petty autographed Daytona 500. Oh, the one for our Daytona 500? The one for our Daytona 500 cash. Nice. Or price. So I'm going to be officially out of the running for that prize. That, I have it. Oh. And let me tell you, that is the coolest die cast. It is. Um, Before I got to this one, anyway. Yeah. Um. This uh, this is outstanding, dude. That went that went above and beyond anything I thought I would open up today. That was awesome. that's really really cool, dude. Well, I'm really um, glad. 
with that, I feel like we probably need to get out of here. Yeah. What you think? Yeah, let's. Anything let's, else you want to talk about? No, I'm I'm solid, man. I gotta go to work. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You do kind of need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where is my show close notes? Because we gotta do it for the end of 2023. There we go. I gotta go through my notes. I still can't pronounce that dude's show. I heard him say it, and I can't pronounce it. The, the Disney show. The sonnet. The oh gosh. The the stunt. I can't. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad because I can say it while he's saying it, but it's like a little bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. Destefano's Disney. Destefano's Disney. I would say that. That's it. Destefano's Disney. That's it. Destefano's Disney. That's it. I'm going to say it a hundred times and I'm eventually going to get it just like the Benedetto where I can't get it wrong now. Destefano's Disney. Okay. I'm going to start off with that one since I'm saying it right now. Yeah. Destefano's Disney is a YouTube channel. It's a vlog. He'll do recipes with his wife on there too. They, they go to the parks, Disney world. Um, fun stuff to watch. If you're into Disney, like I am, uh, they used to be anyone can cook and also magic and the mouse, but now they've uh, kind of rebranded themselves. That's what they do now. And I highly recommend them. Go check it out. If you like uh, anything, Disney uh, fully puzzle wrestling figure podcast. And uh, also Drunk Wrestling History, which is a side project for uh, one of the co-hosts there, uh, Scott. Um, doing the favor, you can hear their back catalog. And uh, they're also really good followers on Twitter. I can't really say where to find any new stuff from them now because there's no whole lot of stuff they're doing right now, but maybe soon. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, there's a ton of new stuff coming from them. They, they got Christmas episodes right now. Go check them out. Uh, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and his Chop Shop plenty of good stuff coming from his chop shop a lot of custom figures and also any art that you want to have commissioned just let them know see if y'all can come up with something and uh that's all i got uh who you got Ethan? yes first up as always breaking our bane's power hour go check them out hopefully new episodes the first of the year, hopefully. Saturday morning rumble wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV toy cast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for our friend Travis Fowler. Go listen to the archives. If you know it's fake, right? Where both Soda and I were special guests. It's on sabbatical, but go listen to No Holds Barb with Bill Venus and go check out Bill's book, Shoot Yeah, Tales from a Pro Wrestling Veteran. Uh, Stolen Gimmicks, Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. Absolutely love that that podcast so much. And just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim out of Chair Shop commercial as well. And you also heard the commercial for Three Brews podcast with AJ, Ty, and Ryan. Um, absolutely. Like Tales and Three Brews are just right up there with like I get giddy when I see the notifications <laughs> that they have new episodes. So go check out all of our drafting part, uh, drafting podcast, drafting partners. And that's all I got. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would, please rate and review and follow us on all the social media platforms, X and Instagram at in the marbles pod. And you can find us on Facebook as well. You can also email the show, any questions, comments, whatever you want at in the marbles pod at gmail.com. You can also go to watermaneuver.net talk about those designs and what this die cast is based off of if you uh click the tab in the top left corner search by store scroll down to end the marbles you'll see our designs it's a good way to support the show 
Also, another good way to support the show, SkinnyMixes.com. Use code MARBLES at checkout and get 10% off your first order. And before we get out of here, got anything you want to add? Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope you guys have a great and fun and solid and and uh, solid. Um, safe, have a solid Christmas. Have, <laughs> have one hell of a solid Christmas. Uh, I hope Santa comes. If you celebrate, you know, like whatever. But happy holidays to everyone. And as always, peace, love, and all the above. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That concludes the 2023 season of In the Marbles. And we'll see you next time in the Marbles.